0: Hello, my friend welcome one more time to our Bible study this is Gian the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa Texas I say hello to you (laughs) feel free to go to our website vchurch.us or the YouTube channel Vimeo channel or the Facebook page of Victory Church where you will find the previous episodes this is episode number 16 we are studying the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. Right now we are in chapter 8. And uh, so we are reading from the easy to read version. I'm starting in verse 12 all the way through 17. If you want to grab your Bible or just read it here on the screen. So let's read in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. May our good Lord guide us through this study. So my brothers and sisters, We must not be ruled by our sinful selves. We must not live the way our sinful selves want. We we must not. Paul has been discussing through the previous chapters the importance of understanding salvation comes by faith. Through the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ, his resurrection, ascension to heaven, and eventually his second coming, All that is possible because God loves us so much and that we have discussed many things, including one of the chapters was a very controversial part where Paul says, I can't stand myself because I am doing (laughs) what I don't want to do. So bringing up basically the idea that sometimes we find ourselves precisely doing that, that many bad things we know they are not good. We do it anyways. And then we repent and Paul concludes in that chapter seven saying, praise God for the gospel. Praise God for our salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ, because at the end it's not because of our behavior that we experience salvation of our souls. That is such a relief. (laughs) Don't you think? Well, I think it's, it's really wonderful because uh, when, uh, when you're talking to people that are, for instance, getting close to transition to eternity, to the other side of eternity, I love the idea that they call me sometimes, whether it's from a hospital room or from a house and the, the person is really ill and the hours are very limited to be here on earth still and and they say privately to me I want to be okay with God I want to have the peace of God I want to be right with God and what is what I say the only requirement is to believe that Jesus is the son of God and the person most of the time is shocked and says that's all why I didn't do that before (laughs) so that is the question that we have today right why is it Well, sometimes we just want to do what is wrong. We want to do what our sinful self want. And that that is what Paul is saying. My brothers and sisters, verse 12, we must not be ruled by our sinful selves. We must not live the way our sinful selves want. 13, if you use your lives to do what your sinful self wants, want, you will die spiritually. But if you use the Spirit's help to stop doing the wrong things you do with your body, you will have true life, because it's a fact. Salvation will come to you, whether it's now or in the future. As long as you are alive, as long as you are on this side of eternity, the good Lord will always show you compassion and mercy, giving you the opportunity to be saved, to go to heaven, to experience the mercy of God, this amazing God that we, I don't think that we'll ever get to know him well here on this part of eternity. There in heaven, when when we transition to that part of that heaven that Lord God has, we will start to get him better. But for what we know about him, one thing that is so important is that the Lord loves you. The Lord wants you to be saved. The Lord wants you to be in heaven. The Lord wants you to receive the forgiveness of your sins. And we say, that sounds great. Unfortunately, in our minds, we are thinking, okay, well, I like that idea. But I want to do certain things first. And what what is exactly what we want to do? Wrong things. That's why Paul says here, if you use the Spirit's help to stop doing the wrong things you do with your body, you will have true life because the joy of life is not on doing those wrong things, my friend, and you know it. You probably have done many of those wrong things with your own body. And and then you wake up the next day and you say, what have I done? Why did I do that? To begin with, I never wanted it, but I was this and that, all these things, right, that brought us to the result. What is what Paul says here? Clearly, he says, if you use your lives to do what your sinful self wants, you will die spiritually. The spiritual death of us is that, but the true life, we can access that true life with the Spirit's help by stop doing the wrong things we want. Can you imagine that one day you will be able to say, no, really, I don't want to do that anymore. Don't you love that? Think about this. There are many wrong things that you have done, or you probably are thinking that you want to do, and you know they are wrong. But imagine this, that if you go to the Lord in prayer, asking for his help, the Spirit of God inside of you will help you to stop doing the wrong things your sinful self want. Imagine that. Be free of that constant bad motivation to go in the wrong, in the wrong path. You will not have that problem anymore. I'm not saying you're gonna be perfect, but what I'm saying to you is that with the Spirit's help, you really can be free of that chain that brings you down all the time to do what is wrong. And the true life is exactly that. Stop doing what is wrong. Verse 14, the true children of God are those who let God's Spirit lead them. I want you to read with me this part please. The true children of God are those who let God's spirit lead them. Because it's not about religion. It's not about your dress code or your behavior or your words or your religion or your traditions. Here clearly says that the true children of God are those who let God's spirit lead them. So, I wonder how many of us in church, how many of us believers are true children of God when we don't want to be led by the Holy Spirit? We keep on pushing doing what is wrong. Are we saved? (laughs) Are we truly saved? Or we are just wanting to be saved and we don't want to surrender? Now, you know, we as children of God, legitimately, by believing in the Lord Jesus, we can do wrong things too. But even then, the Spirit of God will lead us to come back to Him. You remember the story the Lord Jesus talked about that prodigal son? It's the story of two sons that one was faithful to the father and the other wanted to have la vida loca. Took the inheritance and wasted it all and when he was eating food that was for pigs imagine that then he said i wish i would come back to my my parents home to my dad's home because in the house of my father even the workers have a better life than myself so now let's read in verse 15 the spirit that we received it's not a spirit that makes us a slave. it slaves again and causes us to fear. The spirit that we have makes us God's chosen children. And with that spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. With the Spirit of God within you, you are not going to be afraid, really. You can't. You shouldn't. You will be free of fear. I'm afraid that if I commit to God, I will fail, and then it's gonna be worse. It's better if I don't make a commitment, and you know, whatever happens. <laughs> That's a, 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 a kind of cute excuse to say, I don't wanna do what is right. But you see, the Spirit of God will lead you to not be afraid anymore. You are not going to be a slave again. And actually says, That spirit will help you cry out, Abba, Father, which is probably one of the most wonderful things that those Christians, believers, can experience in their lives. What is that? A relationship, son or daughter, with Heavenly Father. Can you imagine that? that the God created of heaven and earth, the God who created Adam and Eve, that saved Noah on the flood, that saved Moses in the river, that took the Israelites out of Egypt, the same God that provided the perfect Lamb of God for our salvation, the same God that is expanding his universe and creation also could be your heavenly father. And you could say, cry out, Abba, father, which is an expression, Hebrew expression. That means dear daddy, your daddy. I was watching one day uh, a show and this guy, I believe he was uh, in his mid seventies. And he was talking about his relationship with his father. (laughs) And he said so many wonderful things about his dad. This is a guy, 75 years old, talking about how loved he felt by his father. 75 years old, still, with that heart, like you and I have, longing for a daddy. The true daddy. Not a sugar daddy for the ladies, right? And not the one that we irresponsibly go to in the case of a, a need or, or emergencies. No. I'm talking about the one that we love, that loves us, that we have a good relationship with, that we respect and obey. And that is probably the issue. Many people don't want to have that relationship with the good Lord. They say, Okay, well if God can save me, probably I'll take his word. I'm gonna claim this promise. If I believe Jesus is the Son of God, I will be saved. Okay. I'll I'll take that. But moving forward, I'm not sure. Sometimes it's an issue. Basically, it's an issue of trust because our earthly fathers. failed us. Maybe the guy left your mom or abandoned your home or betrayed you or whatever and you just feel I cannot trust in any man anymore. Father? Dad? Daddy? You kidding? Many people feel that way but the truth is people fail like you do in many areas and if for any reason your worldly father failed to you That doesn't mean that your heavenly father will fail to you because he doesn't fail to anybody. Actually, the spirit of God will help you to find your own true identity in the good Lord. Because he is your Abba father, your dear daddy. Let's keep reading verse 16. And the spirit himself speaks to our spirits and makes us sure that we are God's children. That certainty, which is so important. Quite often, people ask me this question. How can I be certain that my name is written in the book of life, that I will experience eternal life, that whenever I die, I will go to heaven? How can I know that? They asked me, and I said, you have to read the scripture. And when you read the scripture, you must believe the scripture. So let's read it together. 16. And the spirit himself speaks to our spirits and makes us sure that we are God's children. When someone is uncertain about going to heaven after death, I'm talking about worldly death, right? Because we don't die, really. We just transition one way or other, you know, down or up. <laughs> so. When we transition, we will go to heaven. The Spirit of God will give you that certainty in your heart, and if you don't have it, it's because probably the doubt, the fear within yourself is blocking faith. You just remove those blocks. Imagine somebody wants to give you a gift, right? And this person is walking with a gift, bringing the gift to you. But there are two people here that they are blocking this wonderful friend of yours that is bringing this gift. And you just watch and you go, I want my gift. Don't you think it's a little bit ridiculous to act that way? Because it's a gift. The one who has the gift wants to give it to you. Is walking towards you. You only need to extend your arms, and your hands and grab it. Receive it. But what would you do if there are two people here blocking you? Well, you're gonna kick them out of there. You're gonna punch them. You're gonna elbow in them and do whatever. Get out of here. Doubt and fear, out. Okay, God, give me my present. And then you receive that gift of salvation. You see, once you receive it, you are saved indeed. Verse 17, if we are God's children, we will get the blessings God has for his people. He will give us all that he has given Christ, but we must suffer like Christ suffered. Then we will be able to share his glory. Yes, certainly you will receive blessings, many wonderful blessings in your life, but there is no way that you will not suffer in this world. Everybody does. Everybody experiences different things in your lives. You know, you do it, I do it. We have, right now, personally, I'm experiencing certain sufferings about certain things, but it's not the end of it. This will continue because this world is corrupt. What do you do about it? Well, exactly like the scripture says, But we must suffer like Christ suffered, then we will able to share his glory. How how can we share the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? When the Lord Jesus said on Gethsemane in that garden, when he prayed the night before of his crucifixion, he said, if you could, please, I don't want to drink this cup. (laughs) I really don't want to go through this. If you could, But if not, not what I want, but your will, Father. Maybe that is what is happening with you. You just want things your way. Sometimes in life, we don't get what we want. We can ask. We are under blessing. We can hope and dream. But for whatever reason, the Lord says no. And sometimes it's just a momentary situation, difficult experience in life that could last a few hours, days, weeks, or even a couple of years, struggling with that burden. Because the Lord wants us to learn to trust in Him that He has a plan. The Lord has a plan for you, my friend. Eventually, you will see the light on the other side of the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, you will see the light in you. When you are getting closer and closer, it's brighter and brighter. And then you will say, boy, this was tough. This was rough, but I am out of that trial. I got it. Thank you, Lord. Then you're gonna share the glory of God because you will say to everybody, I'm not afraid of anything. I have tested. I have been tested. I went through the trials, I suffered indeed, but now I'm here, victorious, because in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are more than conquerors. Remember that. Thank you for being here with us. I'll see you next week. Have a wonderful night.